Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Today is March 6th, 2023. We are now 24 days from opening day. You actually said the right day this time. The day we're well, I knew that you it. were going to spoil it if I said <laughs> tomorrow's date and you would ruin the whole like show and the whole fugazi that we have going on here. So I just figured we might as well just roll with it. I don't like being fake. Also, like I think with the topic we're talking about today, it is notable that we're talking about it on the day where Jack Flaherty pitched for the first time. Jack is officially back. Well, let's not overreact, but it was really what we do that. here. We overreact. No. no. Um, McAfee has overreaction Monday. Here we go. No, we're not overreacting to a spring training start. But here's my big thing. I guess let's just get right into it. I don't have. Unless you have anything you want to say before we get into Jack? No, no. Okay, let's just get into it then. Um, the thing that was most important to me, like he had a couple setbacks that, of course, people overreacted to. And you know, I can't necessarily blame anyone because if anything, when Jack has a setback, so to speak. The reaction being concerned is warranted. That at this point in time in Jack Flaherty's career and the way the last two years have gone, and even the 2020 season at times, I understand why people overreact to things like that. So I'm not even going to blame people for it. But he got held back. He had, they said cramps because he was dehydrated, is what they think. So obviously that's not an injury. That's just something that happens. And then yesterday he was supposed to throw. He was slated to start. He um, had flu-like symptoms. Um, so who knows? He might have just had a cold. I don't know. But and he wanted to pitch, and Ollie was basically like, No, like in June or July when you're pitching, do you think we're either of us are gonna look back and say, Damn, I wish he would have thrown on March 5th instead of March 6th? Right. No, so we're waiting one more day. We need to be ready to go. And had a rocky first inning, but he looked really good his other two innings, I thought today. Yeah, and also right on cue, as soon as the news came back out that Jack was gonna be pushed back one day, Twitter lost its absolute mind. Yeah, I get, I do, and I, I get it though. Like, I get, I get I know, why. Come on. I mean, I, I do Here's too. But thing. like you said, you want, we're not going to overreact. Be honest, but if you want to be honest, Cardinals have earned that. They've earned the fact that when they come out and say nothing big, it, it leads to people believing. Well, yeah, they're probably lying because let's be honest. Last year, Jack Flaherty, nothing big. He was out most of the year. Alex Reyes. We don't know. It doesn't seem that major yet. Out for the entire year, and he's never going to play for the Cardinals again, probably. Like Miles Michaelis, two years ago, nothing that big. Ended up having to get surgery. Was out for a long time. So, if anything, the Cardinals have earned us not to trust him with spring training injury updates. I get it, but we also know that here for. I mean, you can get into it. And you you touched on part of a small part of it. Jack Flaherty's a, a hot button issue in St. Louis, and we. I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We we know why for a lot of people. We know yeah. why. Because well, he's on, outspoken. He wears a Kobe jersey. He has to, he wears a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. He writes it behind the mound. We know that for a lot of people, that pisses them off. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the, the shut up and dribble community is loud. So when, when you get pushed back, that just adds fuel to that fodder. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's just what, what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel the overwhelming majority... Um, this year, more so than has been very positive about Jack. I think his comments about Wainwright, I think his he's kind of smiling. He just seemed like he's in a better place personally because he's not coming into the season injured. Um, so that has a lot to do with, I think, his demeanor. I think it's gone a long way with some of the fan base to be like, okay, I'm jumping back on board. Um, there is a part of portion of the fan base. I tend to believe it's smaller than what you would think if you went on social media. 
Like, you don't see him get booed at oh, Bush Stadium. 100%. Like at Bush Stadium, agree. I've seen Jack start, I don't know, five to ten times probably. I've never heard anyone talking shit on him in the stands. So I do think it's a smaller group. Those That group's just really loud. And I almost hate giving them any kind of, like, attention because they don't deserve it. They're idiots. Um, just so we could be clear on this video, if you're going to the comment section because you saw Jack Flaherty on the title and in the thumbnail to say something about how he gets injured or about how he needs to shut up speaking about politics and focus on pitching. One, we know he gets injured. We're aware. We've seen it. Two, um, I could not care less about your opinions of Jack Flaherty's opinions. So please just save it because I don't want to see it. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I brought it up because I agree with you. Like, I'm not going to spend time on it, but we do know that that is out there with Jack and it's, it sucks. Like the other thing, let me ask you this. It really does suck. Let me ask you this. Um, The other thing with Jack, and and I don't get it. Like, I just, I just don't understand people, like a lot of people. Where do you think the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Oh, geez. Where do you think the idea that he wants to be in LA instead of here comes from? Like, I think the, the man has never for... said, like, you cannot find that anywhere that he has ever said, well, I, I want to be in LA over St. Louis. That, that, it's, pretty, it's pretty simple, I think, why that is. And I think the word you're looking for was theory, because that's what it that, is. It's not rooted. Bingo, thank you. It's not rooted in reality at all. Um, if anything, I mean, the dude was incredibly close with Bob Gibson. He's incredibly close with Adam Wayne, right? He loved Yada. He loved Albert. He's really close with Nolan Arenado, it seems. So no, there's no basis tight. in reality in this in this at all. The reason is he's from L.A. St. Louis is a small city. So it kind of comes with that, you know, inferiority complex, I think, where you see all these guys from L.A. Like people thought Nolan wanted to go to L.A., right? Like that just happened. Um, Nolan has, a, has like in his glove, he has like a California state flag. He loves L.A. Doesn't mean he wants to go play baseball in L.A. Like that's not how this works. But I think it's that. It's also the fact that he has liberal views, which are not, which a lot of people in Missouri do not have, and a lot of people in California do have. And he's outspoken about those views. So I think, I think those are the things. Those are, that's why. And um, you know, you associate some people associate those kinds of views with West Coast, and they think that's where people want to be, when in reality, that's not how it is. Do you think other cities? Maybe somebody out there from another city can answer this. Do you, like do this as well like we we dealt with it with no one's from LA he wants to go back to LA Jack's from LA he hates it here in St. Louis he wants to go back to LA so and so fill in the blank anyone from St. Louis needs to be a Cardinal Mark it was Mark Burley for a long time so Max Scherzer. Um, I Max Scherzer yes uh do you think other cities like do you I guess we do have a, a contingent who listens from from Cleveland or who are Cleveland fans do you think Cleveland is like so and so is from Cleveland. They need to become an in or a guardian. Ah, almost got got it. Or oh, this guy who plays for us is from Seattle, so he we know he wants to be in. Like, or do you think that's? Are we just? I don't know the word again. I'm looking. It's for everywhere here. because are, it's nat because it's national. Like, what was but the talk it, but, but around? That hasn't been on. a thing for What's years. Let's be the talk around Clayton Kershaw, who's for, who plays in L.A. for the last five years. That he's from. Where's Texas. he going? Where's he going? The Rangers, right? It's, it's just how it is. And to be honest with you, there is some validity. Some people would want to go home. Like, yeah. I'm being honest, if I was a major league baseball player, there's probably a strong chance that I would want to play for the Cardinals at some point. Right. Because that'd be a dream. It's a, some people's dream. That does not mean that's who Jack Flaherty is. That doesn't mean that's who Nolan – it definitely wasn't who Nolan Arenado was because we know that now. That's been – he's proven that multiple times. So 
I don't know. I think a lot of it is honestly that people think a lot of athletes aren't from St. Louis. Let's be honest. Like there are a lot of great athletes from St. Louis, but most of the athletes are from coast. It's just the way it is or from Florida. Um, so people just believe that that's where they want to be. Shot at it's Texas just not, right it's just there. not how it is. Um, uh, yeah, it, it is. Well, I think St. Louis has, and I'm obviously born and raised in a suburb of St. Louis, diehard lifelong Cardinal fan, but I still do believe that St. Louis has an inferiority complex uh, quite often where they think that people from the West coast or the East coast are sort, they kind of view them as outsiders, you know, and, and, and when they come in here, no one really wants to trust that they really want to be here. I'm, it's no shot at anybody or any, any culture or anything else. I just feel like that is, I'm, and I probably do believe there are other cities who are like that. I just have not lived well, in Cleveland or Detroit are. or Minnesota, you know, Minneapolis or, you know, fill in the blank. We're also not, you know we're I mean? also not in those cities, so we just don't know. Right, right, um, right. But at but the same I time, feel like, like that's part of it with St. I feel Louis. like a lot of it as well, though, like a lot of it's earned from other areas where, let's be honest, you watch MLB Network, how many times, even when the Cardinals are good, are they popping up? No, I. How many I, times, have, how many times, at the same time, how many times are you going to talk about Steve Cohen? Yep. How are they going to talk about, you know, um, Walker Bueller when he was great or Mookie Betts? Right. Like, and, and it's fair because that's where a large portion of their audience is from. So I get it. Um, it makes sense, but when it comes to Jack Flaherty, he might leave. He might go to LA. I don't. I don't know. I can't predict it. Right. I don't know what he wants, but I'm definitely not going to assume one way or the other. All I know is he's come out. I guess this is a good place to kind of kick it off. Um, I think let's let's start with the beginning of this offseason for Jack. We know the history. Great in 2019, went on a historic run. Like he was, he was the attraction in 2019, right? He was there. Was it was Jack Flaherty Day? Like every five days, that if it was in Bush Stadium, that place was packed to watch what he was going to do. He was an attraction for those say three months where he was just absolutely fantastic. Finished top five in the Cy Young voting. Um, it was great. 2020, weird year. He was throwing in a mattress in his hotel room. Didn't know when he was going to throw. I'm mean, when he was going to start. Um, that year's kind of a waste, but he ended it was fantastic in the postseason. We didn't hit, like, that's the story of our postseasons, but he was fantastic in game three against the Padres. Plus four to 2021, on pace to maybe even start the All-Star game, right? Like, he was yeah, leading the league in wins. that well. He led the league in wins like a month after he was hurt. That's how good right. he was. Um, homered off Austin Gomber, too. That was cool on my birthday. <laughs> but um, then he gets hurt, and really since then, it's been an up-and-down roller coaster with Jack Flaherty. But we look at that two-and-a-half-year span – he was, I mean, he leads the Cardinals in the history of the Cardinals in strikeouts per nine of, of, for a starting pitcher. In the history, he's number one. Um, and number did, one. By the way, did not know that. Yes. I mean, obviously, we can talk about the amount of innings he's thrown. And, yes, he's thrown way more innings than Bob Gibson did. But just for this point Less in his innings. career. Less innings. Yes. Uh, yeah. Bob Gibson, obviously, like, he pitched when yeah. he was older here. Like, we know this. Um, also, hits per nine. Very, very high up on the rankings of that. He was on pace to be one of the, the next guy, like the guy to succeed Adam Wainwright. We all thought it was going to be Michael Walker. We know that wasn't what, what happened. He was on pace to be that guy. I still think he can be that guy. Um, and I think this offseason, I know I'm getting long-winded, but I kind of just want to get back on it now. I'm trying to get to the point I wanted to get to. Um, this this offseason, he he started it by cry, by crying because he was upset that obviously he wasn't with Yadier Molina in his last year. And he doesn't want to do that again for Adam Wainwright, who's one of his best friends. He said, like, was with him all night when Tyler Skaggs died, one of his best friends, like a guy that he loves very much. Um, and I thought that was a great way to start this season and send him in a positive direction. Yeah, you, it's funny we say this, but this is another St. Louis Cardinal number one draft pick. By the way, shout out to Carlos Beltran. 
Thank you. When he left and went to the Yankees, we got a compensatory pick for that. We used it for Jack Flaherty. So thanks, Carlos. Uh, good, good job here. And then when you left, thank you again. Uh, nice. Another first round pick. Gatorade High School Player of the Year in, in California. Out of California. That, I mean, for those of you who don't know the Gatorade Player of the Year, a lot like, you know, you know, the McDonald's All-Americans. Like that is the Gatorade is what is. I assume it still is. It was forever. Um, the the place to be his what was he 23 and 0 his last two years or something like that in college uh, through a through a, uh, a college. Uh, huh? I mean I mean in high school sorry last two years in high school I think he was 23 and 0 through a perfect game in the playoffs obviously we all know he played with pitched with Max Freed and Lucas Giolito uh, his pitching coach is now the pitching coach for the White Sox like this is a guy who has been groomed and had the the skills at an early age we know he's a massive basketball fan we know that all of that the dude's only 27 years old okay like 27 years old and we act like you know oh maybe he's you know maybe we need to move on from jack let me explain this one more time to everybody i know our fans know it because they're diehard cardinal fans we have counted one guy under contract for next year as of right now uh to add uh, jack flirty is a top of the rotation pitcher in major league baseball when he is healthy you have to say that for almost every pitcher in baseball you have to add the when he is healthy in there because that is what starting pitchers get hurt pitchers get hurt in baseball all right but jack flaherty is a top of the rotation guy and if we see the 19 and even the early 20 jack flaherty this year what that does for everyone else in that rotation is massive i will go on record right now and i will say i believe the x factor for the entire 2023 Cardinal season is Jack Flaherty. I think he is that important to this team. Yeah, um, it's not even close. No one's even close. Because if you talk about, you know, we talk about Tyler O'Neill a lot. We talk about Nolan Gorman a lot. We talk about all these guys that are young position players that we know that if they hit their um, upside, they're going to be very impactful players. But if they don't, they don't hit their upside. Maybe they maybe they struggle. There's someone that right behind me to replace them if we need it. There's not somebody behind Jack Flaherty to replace him. Yes, there's somebody that's going to go out there and take the ball and throw. Sure. Is there somebody that's going to go out there and be able to win you a game? No. But there, Jack Flaherty, to me, like, he, like you said, he's 27 years old. He's entering what would be his peak. You know, if we're talking about 10 years ago, right, 28, 27. That was Absolutely. your peak years. It's kind of changed because people are coming up when they're 20. I don't um, think it has a lot with pitchers, though, dude. I, but I think the uh, the impatience – and I'm gonna, I'm, I'll get. I'm, I'm gonna say, like, you have had some frustrations with Jack Flaherty as well. We said oh. he might be done. You've said it. I've heard it. Absolutely, it's been a frustration. But um, and I get now, can it. I, like, can I'm I not gonna... clarify that? I've yeah, been man. frustrated by his performance, not by Jack Flaherty the human. Let me. That's not what I was saying. By it. no, I know. I just want everybody injury. to understand. You were that. frustrated yeah. by his injuries. Correct. So we understand. I don't want to be up here and say, um. Everything is positive, right. and it's guaranteed that Jack Flaherty is going to be an ace. It's not. It's not a guarantee. He's got to go out and do it. That's why if he were a free agent today, he wouldn't be getting ace money. No one would be paying him that because he's got to earn it again. But I'm also not going to sit here and act like he's not a very an incredibly special talent that we've homegrown, and they've stuck by him for a long time, which I hope means something to him because they really yeah. have stuck by him for a long time. I, I don't know. I, I He looked great today. Did you watch his start today? I watched the second and the third inning. I missed the first inning. But through what, three innings, five Ks? Is that right? Three innings, five three Ks? Three innings, five strikeouts. I gave up a run in the first inning. Can you? I did not second see what inning. happened. Second inning. Second inning. Okay, up, so I, walked, I, I lied then. I lied. I'm, I just saw the third inning. Okay. That's he when walked, I came in. He walked one guy, 
whatever. Okay. He, and then he got one hit, which was a home run. Um, his sliders backed up on him over the plate and he hit it out. Um, to clarify, came in bottom of the second inning, saw the Cardinals score the six runs. That's where it started. So when I saw Jack throw one inning, there we go. Yeah, he looked he looked great. I mean, he was aggressive in the zone. His first inning was a little rocky. It was um, kind of I think he was kind of trying to feel for what his stuff. Um, but after that, like he was Jack does this thing that I think is so unique, and it's one of the reasons he's always been one of my favorite pitchers to watch in baseball. He has this really really great ability that not many people have to change the speed of his fastball whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Like he he can sit at ninety one. And be very effective with it if he wants. And the next thing you know, there's 96 right by somebody. His last, his last, his last bat, bat today against Jose Altuve, to me, was the most impressive. I believe he started out three and zero. Yeah, he started three and zero to him. Came back with a couple with a fastball and then a slider, and then blew 95 right by him. Struck him out at the end of his day. That's a perfect striking out Jose Altuve is always a good yeah. way to end your day. But I, I mean, I was very encouraged by it. As encouraged as like as you can be from a spring training start where he goes three innings if that makes sense but i thought it looked really good it's and he came out of it healthy which is the most important thing agreed agreed yeah you know that's with every pitcher like you kind of feel like hey as long as they come out healthy it's a good day but especially with jack uh, i i like i said i said it a couple minutes ago i just feel like he is the number if you were to ask me give me the top five x factors for the cardinals it's number one jack flaherty and the drop off to number two is is very Mm -hmm. very steep so, like I said, um, I, I just think I, I think we're in for a, a, a peak Jack Flaherty year. I, I really do. I, people are going to come on here and say, well, you said that about everybody. Oh, I have, I have sort of. But that's just sort of how I feel right now. When you look at all the work that's been put in on the offseason, you look at the, the results, you look at the way that the coaching staff is talking, you look at the way the people down in Jupiter right now are talking about what they're seeing on the day. It, it's, it feels different. Am I, am I wrong on that? Or does it? feel different from a normal spring training year for some reason. I don't know. Like I want, I want, I want to say this in the nicest way possible. I don't put stock into anything beat reporters say about someone's performance because I I care what Ali Marmal says that I do care about. I could, I, cause he doesn't lie. Like that's one thing I love about Ali is I can actually take him for his work because he's not going to bullshit me. Um, It's been pretty positive. It's the first, I mean, that's kind of how it is, though. There's always a running joke that everybody is in the best shape of their life in spring training. Like everybody is every year. Um, we'll see how that translates. With Jack specifically, though, it's been a very different, I mean, let's be honest, it's been his first normal offseason since 2019, right? Since, yeah. since before 2019. He hasn't had one. Like he, he's either been, he's either been dealing with injuries, he's been dealing with a lockout, dealing with COVID. Um, like this is his first chance to get back to that. I think where it gets sticky for Cardinal fans and where, like everyone wants him back. Like if you like him, you want him back. I should say where it gets complicated is you think you almost think they're not going to bring him back if he's not good, obviously. Cause why would they go through that again? Correct. Um, but if he's, if he is really good and they want to bring him back, is that when he presses himself out of St. Louis, like it's a, it's a complicated issue with him. That's why I'd love to see an extension. I know people aren't going to agree with that. Um, well, where do you stand on that? Do you, do you think if he goes out there and has a great season, they'd be willing to pay him? Or he just prides himself out of St. Louis. I think I think knowing the Cardinals and the way they operate with a lot of their guys, I think if Flaherty is healthy the first half of the season and is Jack Flaherty like we have seen Jack Flaherty be, I think you will hear the the extension talks ramp up because it does feel like to me that Jack does want to be in St. Louis, like that he is not like the, again throw all the BS out from what the guy says. And from what he has talked about, it feels like he does want to do something here and does want to get an extension done. Um, 
you know, there's been some arbitration crap that went on there for a while, but I, I just feel like, I feel like halfway through the year, we're going to kind of know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I also want to, um, Claire, I want to get into that arbitration in a second. So remind me about that. Cause I think that was mis either misrepresented by the media or it was just misunderstood by some fans. I don't know which one it is. No, but me neither. To get into, to answer my own question, I guess. I, I have, there, there was a report that came out. John Denton um, was interviewing Jack Flaherty and asked him, he said, Hey, um, what would it mean for you to be up for one in one team your whole career? Um, like Adam Wainwright, that was a quote that, that something like that. I think that's how it was phrased. He said, I think that's awesome. That can be a really great thing. You get comfortable, you build a home there. Um, my two favorite athletes are Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant. They did that. Um, that is something that I think is awesome. Um, didn't come out and say like, I, that's something I'm going, I'm not going to say he said, I'm going to do that. He didn't say that, but he definitely well, no athlete should to, say that. No, no, they're going to lose all the leverage. Right. He definitely seems like it's something he is, is at the very least not opposed to open to. And I also was reading a Derek Gould chat, which he's kind of the guy I go to for everything. Cause he not opinionated at all. He's just straight up facts. He doesn't, he doesn't put in any opinion, in anything. Um, he said that there's a, a belief around the people he's talked to probably in some, in the organization, some outside of it um, that think that if Jack Flaherty goes out there and has a strong, let's say first half, that both sides would be interested in at least discussing what an extension would look like. Now, does that mean it would get done? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean it. The Cardinals could lowball or Jack Flaherty could say, well, Hey, I, I, who knows? I could go out there and set the market, but I don't think we should close the book on him coming back. That's all I'm going to say. Shout out to Derek Gould for reinforcing what I just said. Yeah. Thanks, or, DG. or I told you this and now you just. No, you did. First of all, <laughs> let's be really fair. If you told me that it went in one, it, it is gone. It is rolling around in the Rolodex that is in here. And I've long forgotten it, but I, that is where I stand. Like just knowing the Cardinals, that sounds very Cardinal like. So. Yeah. And I don't, um, I don't know if he wants to necessarily, if like, I'm not going to say he wants to be here. I don't, cause I don't know. Um, right. That's I, but thing. what I do believe and what I think is more important than that fact is I don't think he doesn't want to be here. That's what, that's all I'm going to say. Like, I don't know if it's his dream to be a Cardinal for life. I don't know that I do. I don't think it's his dream to just get the hell out. I don't think that's no. the case either. Agreed. So that's where I'm at with his, with his future with the Cardinals. It's uncertain. I think if he comes back, that means that Jack Flaherty pitched well. And it means the Cardinals hopefully have their ace for the next five years with team Canton guys coming up. Yep. Um, predictions. What do, what do you think? We've talked about this with most of our guys. So let me throw this one to you. Normally you start asking me, but let's go to you. What, what are you looking for in a Jack Flaherty 2023 season? I think it is realistic to expect some ups and downs to start the year. Uh, he's going to be figuring out again. Like he's going to figure out, he's going to figure out how to get his workload again. I don't think the Cardinals are going to baby him this year, even though he hasn't thrown very much lately. Let's be honest. If he doesn't have an extension in place, if this is the last year, man. You got to go out there and do it. Agreed. So if there's an extension in place, I'll change my tune to that a little bit. But the thing that I care most about, I want, I want him to pitch every fifth day. I don't want him to – he needs to stay off the I.L. So that's the most important thing. But my, the second thing, I want him to be ramping up, and he needs to be ramping up and be that guy that scares the other team um, by October. I'm not saying he needs to be an ace all year long. That might be an unrealistic expectation at this point in time until he shows it again. But he got to be that guy come October. Agreed. I mean, I think we're we're in the same boat on that. Um, anything else you need to talk about with Jack? 
There was something I wanted to say, but I completely forgot what it was. Oh, the arbitration. Did you want to hit on that? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I think this I probably should answer when you asked me earlier. Yeah, that's why I that, think that'd be good journalism. When you asked me earlier why I think Jack Flaherty, that narrative that he wants to go away, I probably should have mentioned this as well. I think a lot of it has been the arbitration case. Jack Flaherty's our union rep. What do the union reps do? They want to set markets. They want they want to get players paid. That's why they're in the union, or else he wouldn't be doing it. I think his frustration with the arbitration process as a whole was misconstrued to being his frustration with the St. Louis Cardinals, and that's not what it was. I think he's even said that. He doesn't like the process he wants to get to get a change it's a broken system so he won his case he tweeted something i don't remember what it was about celebrating it because i mean cool you won your case that's great for him and i think that was misconstrued as him going after dewitt and Moselock. when in reality it was just him celebrating the fact that he's making a lot more money than he thought he was going to so that, that okay. that's what i want to say about it all right all right um, also thank well, you i'm going that. to go get my drink so you got to take over for one second <laughs> um <laughs> caleb unprepared uh look at that wall Folks, look at that wall. Look, we got the Beatles over the shoulder here, and then look at that wall. What did you get? Baja Blast. Oh, jeez. God. So you'll be up all night playing Hogwarts. Um, hey, Not first of all, let me take a minute. Let me take a minute. For those of you watching on YouTube, thank you very much. As always, uh, we greatly appreciate you. The comments section has been rolling lately. I, we love that. Uh, I think we're going to hit a mail, mailbag at the end of this episode. So we'll, we'll go through a few of those. While you're watching, keep hitting that, or if you haven't yet, not keep hitting, you don't keep hitting it, just hit it once. The no, if you keep button. hitting it, you will unsubscribe. No, 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 because that could knock it on and then off, and that's not good. Just hit that subscribe button that's right there on YouTube. But I also wanted to, to make a comment um, that not everybody watches on YouTube. Uh, we have a lot of people who listen uh, throughout the day on Apple and Spotify, I think Amazon, I think Google, but mainly Apple and Spotify, awesome. it looks like. And I think we spend a lot of our time talking to our YouTube listeners as if everyone is doing that. But thank you for those of you listening on Apple and, and, and Spotify and everything else. Those numbers are very good. We are approaching almost 2,000 uh, downloads on that since we become the hard nine pod. So that's pretty awesome. Just on the audio. So that's pretty cool. Um, what, just also shout out, because I feel like new listeners, sometimes we want to shout them out. Uh, our neighbor, very good friends, live above, above us here in, in the 504. Nick has been listening to our podcast. Shout out, Nick. Uh, now, I'm shouting him out for a couple of reasons. One, uh, born and raised outside of Detroit, Michigan, grew up Tigers fan. Sorry about 2006, buddy. Sorry about that. Um, how, however, uh, he also told me he's lived down here since 2010, went to Tulane, lived down here. Also, he did go to University of Michigan. At, I mean, but we're still Gross. friends. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but he said he's looking for a Major League Baseball team. So I think maybe with our our podcast, we can get him in the uh, Cardinals like fandom he can be a member of the best fans in baseball. I think so. I think he could be a B-fib <laughs> by tomorrow morning, probably. And here's the thing. He just informed me he's going to Chicago with buddies on a, on a trip later. They're going to see the Cardinals-Cubs. So I said, oh, yeah. I'm, we got to get you some jerseys. Yeah, I mean, he's a, yeah, get, a, get him a Wilson one so Cubs fans can be pissed off at him when he comes to Wrigley with the Wilson Contreras jersey. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to get – we're going to do all we can to have beer thrown on Nick in Wrigley Field bleachers with his buddies. Yeah. Also, I think my yeah, I mean, I that wouldn't be a fun day for him. I, maybe it would be. Maybe he'd like that. I don't. I don't know. But I, don't, I think, I think my message, my message last last week about Wilson Contreras may have been received well because I haven't seen anyone else talk about Wilson Contreras negatively. Right. So I think hey, I saved his image. Since you <laughs> got up and went and got your drink, and we're talking about jerseys, I got to show you a couple things. 
So right, well, let, let's, hurry, let's hurry this up. <laughs> I was so, you know, so this is the first one that came in, right? I got a mm-hmm. bunch more coming in, by the way. Check this out. It's got the nice little patch there for the 30th anniversary. My one had to get a Wainwright jersey, right? right? Final year. Final year. Love the white throw. throw oh, I want to talk about him as well, by the way. Let's and see. then went with the Pujols 2011 World Series and the opening That's stadium. Classic, obviously. Pretty sweet, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, I got I mean, four more coming. <laughs> for Jesus Christ. All right. Um, since you showed the Wainwright one, this wasn't really our plan, but I do feel like there was some okay. He started the day after we released our podcast. Is that right? Or was the day of, but it was the day after we posted. Well, you recorded. I mean, don't even try to figure right. it out because don't you go ruined off the our path here because I have something I want to say. Um yeah. I am increasing, I am becoming increasingly nervous about Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Um if he is throwing 86, topping out 86 in the World Baseball Classic, one, he shouldn't be starting opening day. And two, you might want to put him on the IL for a while and figure it out. I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not in full panic mode. But I, I'm getting increasingly concerned that he may have pushed it a year too long. Yeah, and we'll, I, uh, I get it. I know. I'm not there, dude. It, you can't ignore the warning signs. They're there. I know. The You're right. Are. You are right. I my thing is, and will always be, let's wait till we get closer to opening day to really, if we should, pa- like, I'm not going to push the panic button on the first two starts with a I veteran. I'm just but not. It's also not just that because I did, I did some research because I wanted to see how he was, he was last year, like peripheral wise, not just performance. We know he's pretty decent performance wise. His zone contact percentage against was the worst in his career. He yeah. wasn't getting people to swing and miss almost, almost every single peripheral Let's let's take out those that really bad stretch of a few years in the late teen 2010, 2010s. Since he's come back, they 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 all fell down. Like it, and then you had that really bad six month stretch, six week stretch. The thing that's concerning to me is there seems to be a reason. I won't call it an excuse because I think that's unfair, but there seems to be a reason every single time he does something that he fails or falls a little, falters a little bit. And at some point, I wonder if it's just maybe not wanting to accept reality. It could be. And again, we will find that out. I, I do know that, like, once again, Twitter very much overreacting. Maybe they're not overreacting, but, you know, he's like. He's going to WBC, Dad. You can't I, work with him anymore. He's I know. Gone. I understand. I understand. But he's also going to be with with pitching coaches there and everything else. Andy so, Pettit. Maybe Andy Pettit can help him. Right. Give him maybe the Andy. something. Maybe Andy, it is give enough. him the PEDs. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> it's just last year. They're not going to test him. What are we doing? Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you, but I do still want to let that, like the one thing I think the people, the overreaction, we're going to get to Jordan Walker here in a minute. Um, but I do think that a lot of people forget what vets really use spring training for. So, you know, but, but, but I'm with, that, you, on, I'm not, with you on the velocity. I, that is, a, but it's that not just concerning. that though. Like the thing that it's, he's using the spring training to get ready to actually go compete in nine yeah. days. I agree. He's not. This isn't a normal spring training where he's 25 days away from opening day. He is a week. He's 10 days away from pitching in a meaningful game for his country. And he knows that he's trying to ramp up. And this is where he's at. That's alarming to me. I don't want to say that anything I've said is a fact. There are there are things that I just want to say it's on our radar. And we'll know a lot more when he pitches his first outing for Team USA. But it is something that since our last podcast, is alarming to me and i i just want people to be aware of it and in 10 days he could be throwing 89 again and sitting around 88 and then i will i'll be like okay great he looks he looks like normal way now 
Right. But he's got to do it. So we'll see. We'll see. He did his velocity did jump up from start to start, which is a good sign. He said the training staff looked very encouraged, which is great. If I had to bet, I would bet Wayne is going to be a good pitcher this year because I will never bet against the man. But I will say, I you got we've got to see improvement in ten days, or I will be very concerned. Yeah, fair. Um, and as I, in one breath, this side of the mouth say, don't overreact to spring training. This side of the mouth can't stop salivating over watching Jordan Walker fucking hit. And if we're going to be honest, like not, let's not just talk about him. Let's not forget you. We we've gone on and we don't have to get into it. Nolan Gorman looks like a new, a different fucking human out there. Now everybody's going to oh, he's facing so-and-so. I know that's not always true. Like these are still, these are guys trying to make a team. They're trying to make a camp. They're trying to do like, it's not like he's out totally. there facing the 42 year old vet who's working on a, a new knuckleball. Well, that he's well, throwing. well, Johnny Cueto. Okay. Well, that is true, <laughs> but still uh, fair. But uh, you know what I'm saying? You, like you just walked right into that. I, I want did, to say it before really the did. comment section. I really did. So middle of mouth just stepped right on it. But you know, I mean, how do you not, if you're a Cardinal fan, like, you know, if here's the thing, let me say it like this. Let me preface it like this, and I'll let you take it. Your intro to this it, topic is a little—it's bad. Well, it's <laughs> like you—you you, you got me all frazzled. Um, if if Jordan Walker goes out and he's like two for ten right now, right? Everybody's like, like a three yesterday. Training, nobody's stressing out. But the fact that he's got a one point oh four OPS, mm-hmm. like it has to make you think. Okay, way like, way more than that. His OPS is way higher than that. I thought I read one point oh four today. You mean 1.4? 1.4, sorry. There you go. 1.04, 1.04 slug, 1.4 OPS. Sorry. What either way? The 1,400. Right? Yeah, it's a lot. It's high, high as fuck. That's crazy. So, uh, but you know, so I think it, it is one of those things where you react to what you want to react to and what you get excited well, not about. Not really, not really. Can I tell you why I disagree with what you just said? That that part of it. I, why do I not? And why, why well, no, this is part? good. This is me saying this is why you should be excited for Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker, first off, the, his latest home run, well, well, the one he hit that was like 480 feet, but for some reason, Nationals don't have stat cast. Like, I don't know what's going on over there. But the, it was apparently 470, 480-ish. I mean, give or take some, there's some air involved, human air. Um, that was off of – I'm not sure that was off of. But the second – oh, oh, um, Josiah Gray, who yeah. is trying to – not trying to fight for his body, he's going to be pitching. He's going to he be is trying to prove rotation. something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the second one was off of a prospect, Cade Cavalli, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, um, who is trying to make a roster. So that wasn't fluky. That was off of a really so good So you had pitcher. to come at me with Johnny Cueto, though. You could just yes, let me have but, the other one. Well, he had three home runs, and one of them was off of a 40, a 40-year-old trying to prove something. Here, <laughs> But here's my point. I think it is important for me, for a major leaguer like Nolan Arenado, he, like, he's killing it. He has had great stats. I don't care. Here's why I don't care. Nolan Arenado should be doing that against his level of competition. Jordan Walker currently is facing comparable competition to what he'd probably be seeing in AAA right now. And he is just destroying them. Like he he's making them look like little children, throwing them a soft toss. But more importantly than that, he is facing the same competition everybody else on the team and in the league is facing. And he is doing better than all of them. Not in the league. Everyone in the league, he's better than all of them right now. And they're all facing this competition. So to say you shouldn't be excited, like doesn't make any sense to me. Like you should be because he's better than everybody else right now. Like he's not only come out and proven that he deserves a spot, he's come out and proven that hey, like I might I might be a top of the order hitter for you immediately. Like that's what he's doing right now. If he does it for another week, Dad, because let's be honest, it's been a week. So there is a little bit pump the brakes, see if it continues. But if he does it for another week, I think his spot's solidified. 
Um, here are your top OPS leaders currently for yeah. spring training. Nolan, 1.714. How about Paulie D? Six of backs. Let's relax. Uh, Jordan Walker, Barrera. Hey, that's the Cardinals? Guy, oh, oh, you're talking about Cardinal. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goldie, Mason, Walker Wynn, been... Pinder. Mason, Wynn. How about the, Potter? Oh. He's like 31 years old. What happens yeah. with that guy? Nothing. Um, He goes to AAA and he's depth. He'll be up he at some great point. hair. He'll be, he has hair, but it's not, I don't know how great it is. Um, does Jordan Walker have more at-bats than the rest of them? Um, has to be close. Let's look here. I think he's played more than he's played. Oh, more absolutely. Than. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, I think he leads the team in a bat. Oh, yeah, he does. By, in fact, by 50%, he leads the team. Next close is Gorman what, what, at 50. Gorman, you have to 15. Okay. Well, the, like, huh? How many did Nolan have? Who was the leading? Nolan and DeYoung. Who were 14. Happy. So by 50%, would be 21. Like no, I'm asking 50. how many Nolan and DeYoung had, because those were the two ahead of him. That's what I'm asking you. Well, I told you, Nolan had, DeYoung only had six. Nolan had 14. Yeah, and and Walker went 0 for 3 yesterday, so that obviously bumped him down. And <laughs> I tweeted out, I said, he only hit one ball over 105 today. He's not ready for the show. Like he did go 0 for 3, but he also hit a ball over 105 miles per hour. Um, I, I don't know what he's doing. I, I think we've almost slow played it too much, some, some people, to try and stop the hype because it's almost impossible for him to reach his hype. But, man, he, he might be – he might just go here and guns a blazing and just storm him his way into the league and kill it. Like he might do that. I'm getting that. What feeling. do you think about Luke and Baker and Alec Burleson both actually having very solid starts for their spring? Do you, what do you think about either of those two guys? I think a lot about Alec Burleson. I don't think barely anything about Luke and Baker. Even though Baker was a highly touted prospect for a while. Like, it Not seems highly like touted. He was. he was a prospect. Well, I mean, like highly thought of. Like, I feel he's like barely even he was a, going like, to be something. I, I, he's not even worth talking about. Like, I'm sorry. No offense he's, to Luke. He might catch on somewhere. I'm sorry, Dad. Is he going to come up on – is he going to get a best over Juan Pez or Paul Goldschmidt? No, 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 no. I just want to – like, do you think that's a guy that maybe another major league team looks at? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He has power. I, that's all I know about him. Um, Alec Burleson, I think it's way to lump those two in the same question. He's actually a really good prospect. I think he's a really good player. I will see what he does. I mean, Lucan's um, only 25, dude. I don't want to talk about Lucan Baker, Dad. I understand. He's, I've oh watched this man play in spring training games for six straight years, and he's not done anything to impress me. <laughs> I don't know if it's been six he years. He has one home run a spring. There were there were a couple of years where there wasn't much spring training there, so you didn't he really one see or two much, home but... runs a spring, Dad, and then he goes and no one hears about him for six months. I know, I know. But I'm rooting for him, though. You kind of went from Jordan Walker to Luke and Baker. I think we need to stay on Jordan Walker for a second because he is the talk of the town other than St. Louis SC. Shout okay, out can I ask, can I, can I tell you right now what, what okay, there, can I tell you what pisses me off right now? Sure. Okay. One, super psyched. Let's just all enjoy what we're seeing from Jordan Walker. But then in the next breath to say, we're going to turn around and trade Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson. Because of what Jordan Walker has done in 21 at bats, like it is literally maybe the most asinine take of all time. Let me let me lay it out for you. Then I want to get your take. One, it's okay to have four fucking good outfielders. There's plenty of at bats to have. That's four great outfielders. If Walker is one of them, all right. Two, we just saw a trade market. You're not trading for anybody who dramatically helps the team more than Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill in March when every team going out there, even Bob Nutting and the Pittsburgh Pirates have a shot. They, they're they not going to, but as of right now, before 
by, by so has anybody you want. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? They're yeah. not dealing their aces, okay? We just saw Jose Quintana get hurt today. Like, nobody's going to be dealing a top-of-the-rotation guy in spring training. So if you are out there thinking that because of Jordan Walker means now we're going to trade Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson to make a spot for Alec Burleson or maybe Luke and Baker, do it. <laughs> but like what what are these people like what are they thinking can you can you help me wrap my head around it because every time i read it it's like nails on a chalkboard like I get, what, okay what yes, are you I, thinking i can't help you understand it thank you they're not used to ali marmal yet um they'll get there eventually they're not used to him yet you he isn't mike Matheny's dumbass where he had three guys they played every day you know, unless they were young and they struggled for a day, then they were off for a week. But he's not that. He can have four outfielders and play them all the time. Let's be honest. How many how many times last year did we feel like all three of our outfielders were healthy and playing well? It was a it was a small percentage of games. So what is the likelihood that for 162 games, uh, let's just say O'Neill, um, Newpar, and Walker are all playing well and healthy? For 162. What, right. No, I, I agree with you. I, I'll give you a likelihood. Zero percent. Right. So, no, it's a good thing to have four outfielders. So guess what? We might be in May, and there might be an injury. Knock on wood, hope it doesn't happen. But there Ten might days. be. And you might be real glad that you have a guy of the caliber of Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill sitting there ready to play every day. Like, you're going to be happy about that. And more importantly, I don't think anyone would know who to trade because no one knows who's going to step up. And we're going to talk about Lars Newpar in a second. But the other two... Carlson, let's talk about him for a second. He had a great swing today. Day. Smoked it, turned on a fastball, hit it 108 um, from the left side, which is important. By his the way, four, after he smoked fourth, one down the first baseline, just foul. Yeah. Like, also turn his, on that one. It would have been his fourth hardest hit ball of 2022. Yep. 108. That's impressive. That's really good to see. That's what they wanted to work on was exit velocity from the left side of the plate. And he worked on it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Remember when he came up? And he had that, like, he didn't, I'm not going to say Chucky, but his face looked full. You know, he looked like, he looked like a big, a big kid, right? Like he was a human, a grown human. No, he just looked, he looked like, I don't know how to explain, but his his face was bigger, I guess is what I'm going to say. And then he got really skinny, stop. And then he got really skinny the last two years. I don't know why, but he did. He looks like he's back to that kid we saw when he debuted in 2020. Yeah. Like he, he, looks, good today. he looks he looks really good. He looks bigger. He looks like, he looks like a major league baseball player, not a high school baseball player this year. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let it them just, figure it, it out. It just it just really honestly, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't even I just keep scrolling, but it does like eat me alive. Like to think, what are you like what goes through your mind? Well, I like, well, it's it. understandable because people do think, and it's not un, it's not un abnormal to be like, okay, what's our starting nine and how would I order it? We do the same thing. I've sent you my prop lineups, you've sent me yours. We've done it before. So it's not abnormal to think that. And you're like, oh, well, this really talented guy can get me something in return and he's not in my starting nine. So what can we get for him? I I get the thought process. I just personally think it's flawed. It's flawed thought. Because you know what people do at the trade deadline, Dad, a lot of times? They trade for bench bats and they trade for fourth outfielders that can help. Right. So if you have those guys in-house, keep them. And there were the people have screaming, screaming to sign Michael Conforto. Guys, we have yeah. Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Jordan Walker, and Lars Newpark. And, people and you were screaming to sign Michael Conforto. Like, Also, can I take I, you back to 2021? I don't know what to do anymore. Can I take you back to 2021 when O'Neill was hurt and Bader was hurt and our outfield was Austin Dean. Justin um, Williams. Justin Williams and Dylan Carlson. Yeah. Do you want that to happen again? 
Like I, and can we also talk about and this? Then we'll move on because I don't want to spend a lot of time on the negativity or the people who just don't know. I who hurt. Who but hurt I do get me. it. Like it's, I do. I, I get it if it's the trade deadline, Caleb. I don't like what. Well, are, I, what are you going to get but what on I'm saying March? Is, the, I understand. On March the 30th? I understand the thought process and where they're coming from. I just completely wholeheartedly okay, disagree I, with all of it. But yeah. I do understand why they do it because you, know, you you do the same thing. You look at this like who are the Niners deserve to be playing. But let's let's be honest. There's going to be injuries. Like it just it sucks. We also, it's a part of baseball. We also have a DH spot. Everybody, hey hey hey, no, to tell no you, new flash. Got a DH. No Gorman's. Yeah, but no. I mean, I'm no just letting you know. There's enough room. There, the, <laughs> the 13 guys. No Gorman's spot. Nobody's taking it. He's hitting 35. <laughs> there's jams. plenty of room for a bat. They play 162 guys. There's yes. plenty of rooms. We don't have Cal Ripken. All right. It's a also, great thing to have versatility. Can we also say that we've talked about this on here before? DC and Tyler O'Neill. Probably their lowest value since they've become a St. Louis Cardinal right now. Every other organization knows that. Even if they need an outfield, they still aren't going to give you an ace for them right now. Right now, no matter what you they know do. What they also spring. know, Dad. They also know right. what you want, which is yes. a, which is a top of the rotation pitcher, and they also know what you have an abundance of, which is an outfielder. So you know what they're not going to do? Overpay for one of them. We just saw Pablo Lopez go to the Twins for the AL batting champ. Everybody. What in the fuck do you think you're getting for Tyler O'Neill yes. and Dun- Dylan Carlson right now? Well, no one's trading for Tyler O'Neill unless it's a unless it's a team that's in contention, and you're not trading Tyler O'Neill to a team that might beat you with no. Tyler O'Neill. Unbelievable! It's not going to happen. Also, like here's my thing: just let it play out. I get that we're Please. excited for Jordan Walker. Yeah, you should be. He's fantastic. But guess what? They put Jordan Walker in left field and haven't moved him. No one else has played left field. That's no. going to be reasonably starting. Lars did opening. The first day, but that means nothing to me. Well, Lars's um, army is going to be in right field. Also, how cool is it, Dad? Not cool. How great and how how what's the word? It's like a privilege that we have three outfielders and Carlson, O'Neill, and Nupar, who we're all can be reasonably excited for offensively, but all can also play center field. That isn't right. rare. Not many teams have that. A lot of teams will kill to have what we have in the outfield right now. And even and then after them, we still have like five other guys that could be major league ready, like. And, Burleson and like not Luke and Baker, but like Moises Gomez. Luke <laughs> and I am in your corner, brother. If you are listening or anyone out here knows, I am on the Luke and Baker band. But hey, also let's not forget we talked about him on on a couple pods ago. Um, Juan Juan Yepes has had a very good start. Yes. We, again, we are talking the first week and a half of spring training. We understand that, but as a baseball player, right, both of us, it was always nice to get off to a good start, no matter when it was. Yeah. Right, you never want to be playing from behind, and also, you're looking at your average. You're life. saying, "Man, if I just go three for four tonight, that average was." It's great to have a little cushion. But Juan Yepes, Nolan Gorman, Burleson, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn can't have any talked about him. Mason Wynn's they, been. They have all looked great. And guys, I, I, I again, I will. I hate to say this to our fan base or to our Cardinal fans because I do think Wynn is probably. I, I love what I'm seeing right now, but they're not going to trade Paul DeYoung to the Dodgers for something. And Mason Wynn's going to be up on this on opening on day. He's just not going to be right. Bench. That's just not no, going to not happen. Happening. He's going to start the year at AAA. He needs to play a little bit more. He's still a little bit below the development of Jordan Walker. And, and I think I tweeted out the other day, let's enjoy the development of Mason Wynn instead of all of a sudden crowning yes. him the opening day shortstop in yeah, 2023. Um, He's not going to be. No, and no. I think he knows that. So bully for him to come out, it's got to be hard to know. I'm not going to make the team, but I'm still putting up incredible. It's not hard, put yourself in his, put yourself in his shoes. I, you're right. Okay. You know, what he's saying, but you is, know what I'm. Let saying. me go out and do what I know I can do in front of the major right. league team. But his development from where he was at the at the time of the Arizona Fall League to now 
Ali Marmol said, I did not expect him to be this advanced right now. Like we didn't expect it. And I, we said this going into the off season, at least I did. I don't, I don't remember when I said it, but I said, this is Mason Wynn's second off season of only being a hitter. He's not worried about pitching anymore. That can be, that's can be really beneficial to him. He's just focusing on hitting and fielding and He's made a couple of really, really great plays and throws because he's a freak out there in the, in the field. And he's also hitting very well. So his development, man, he could be on fast track to the major leagues. He could be up at yep. some point this year, but there's going to be, yeah, there's a lot agreed. of time to figure out what happens in between yes. then. Like right. if Tommy Edmund, also, Brandon way, Donovan are good, he's not coming up. He's no reason for it. Would be remiss. We really talked about a couple pods ago. By the way, wanted to tell everybody, I meant to say this earlier. All our player profiles are up on Apple and Spotify and YouTube. So as you're getting ready for the, for the season, if you'd like to go back and check them out, they're not they're like, playlist not on like the, the, look at this guy. I did. I've said this for weeks on here. You already did it. There's been a playlist up for them for, for weeks on YouTube. Shout out to you. Since so if like you want to find Wilson it, Contreras one, shout one. Out to you. If, if you want to find them, they're all up. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously the reception has been very, very good. Thank you, by the way. Mm-hmm. But one thing we, we, a couple of pods ago, we talked about Yepes, Burley and Gomez right now. Yepes has been, the worst of the three and he's still been pretty good but gomez also off to almost an 800 ops already i mean those it's guys are, sample. are are battling i love yeah. i love it dude yeah burrows is saying some great at bets yepes i think for him he just hasn't hit for power yet but he's had a he has such a good approach yepes is one of the better approaches on our team i think when he's right and he's he just taking our singles the other way like they're shifting on him slightly like as much as they can i think and he's taking singles the other way. He did it today with the bases loaded, drove in two runs, I believe. Um, he looks really good, I think. But yeah, they are battling. I mean, I think the competition is real. I do think an interesting note that I haven't told you yet, because I just found it out not too long ago. Um, Ali Marmol today did say there is still competition going on, no doubt about it. But he feels like there's a good chance that he knows right now what the roster is going to be on opening day. Which right. to me screams that Jordan Walker is going to be on the roster open. Yeah, it does. Let me just really quickly, and then we'll get to Lars, because I know you want to talk about him. Just the averages so far. And again, again, small sample sizes for a lot of these guys. 10, 15, 14, 20 bats per Walker. Nolan's at 571. PDJ at 333. Walker at 430. Uh, Goldie at 417. Mason Wynn at 460. Pinder at 500. That's nice to see. Um, Herrera at 400. Luke and Baker, our guy, at 250. Uh, Brendan Donovan at 240, Burley at 310, Gorman at 270, Crooks right. at 400. Now that's a very small sample size, but Gomez at 360 and Yepes at 270. I mean, they're yeah, raking, dude. Yeah, they are. They are raking. They've been hot. I don't really care. I know. I get it. But you just, just gave I me want bad, the You just made it very hard for me to be excited because you give me batting average as a stat in a week of spring training games. I just I don't know if I'm gonna care less about anything than what you just Jeez. said. God. Here's you're like you're like an old man. Here's the batting average in the first six non-games of spring training. These teams well, gonna break without that is what average. it is. So you're right. If you if that was gone, so they got the batting average back. You're taking shots at Luke and Baker on here. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm taking any shots. I'm just saying I have zero interest you did. talking about you it. You did. I don't want to talk about Luke and <laughs> I don't. exactly what you said. It's not, okay, fine. I'll talk about him. Luke and Baker will probably never debut for the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't like your negativity. It's true. I, I'm sorry. Um, There's about can 12 we talk guys about ahead what Lars whispered into Otani's ear today. Probably something in Japanese. You think it was? <laughs> no, um, don't, don't, do not. Anyway, you, you look really good in red and white. You think that was it? And there's he's, another he's team. In red and white. I know that's what I'm saying. So there's another team 
that you might look really even better I, in. I would almost guarantee that they had probably had not had one conversation like that. Agreed. The but pepper grinder was cool though. Obviously, Otani, by the way, hit about four like 30 feet from his knee. Two today. jacks. Yeah. He did hit two jacks. One drove in Newt. It was two for three. I think he would have been first, if I'm not mistaken, in the lineup. Newt two for three with an RBI. Looks great, by the way. I I I don't know. I think watching a baseball game in the Tokyo Dome might be on my bucket list. It looks pretty cool. I just don't it know. It looks Tokyo. How do I? I I'm ready for the. I'm ready for the. The uh, VR. The, what is it? The Meta World Metaverse. Can we get that so I can watch a game there? But the atmosphere looked great. His swing looked so good. Newt's. Yeah. Newt's. I mean, he's kind of being forgotten almost at this point because he's out of the picture and gone. But man, he's he looked great when he was here in spring. And those two hits, he smoked both of them. And I'll tell you what, Team Japan looks like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. That they team are is good. Yeah. Yeah, they're very good. Um, couple other things to get to. Uh, we'll do the mailbag next time. You cool with that? Yeah, we'll get to it next time. Sorry, apologies, but we'll get to it next time. Um, hey, hey, St. Louis, the city, two and zero, baby. Pretty cool. I might get, I might get the subscription on Apple TV. You should. Um, yeah, I think I, I am. I watched it. I, I found a way to watch it. I guess is what I'll say. I did watch um, the second half. I, no, no. I, I, I'm not going to get it. Anyway, I watched the second half. We're going to get an FCC violation for this. They they looked great. No, we're not because I'm not being specific. You don't keep fucking talking about it. Anyway, they look. They're so much fun. Like to, they, a lot of people projected them to win three games. They've already won two. They're two and zero. Oh. So two and zero. Oh. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's great for the city. That atmosphere is electric. That that team's going to be, um, will become one of the staples of St. Louis it, pretty quickly. I think. Alongside the Blue League Cardinals, which is I had, cool. uh, 23,000, I think 24,000 for the stadium. Had a bunch of buddies who were there. They said it was awesome. The pics that I saw that, that they either sent me or that I saw on, on the socials looked incredible. Um, what an environment. The stadium like Everybody was awesome. dressed in, in red and blue. The stadium looks beautiful. The pitch is perfect. So that's really it was great. That's all I know. Thank you, great. Ted Lasso. By the way, which is starting here soon. The new stadium. I know, I'm excited. So, right in time. Um, can you, okay, last thing before we get out of here, would like you, had a couple questions, would like you to tell how the Will Leach interview went. Who'd you have that question from? I, why would I reveal my story? Yeah, I think you made that up. <laughs> I did not. Is this your question? Um, no. Was... God, <laughs> what is up? Take the fucking Baja Blast. Where's Grace? Grace, can we okay. get the Baja Blast? Me, okay, let Taylor? me answer. It, it was, it was, it was great. Um, he's really, really nice. Obviously from, went to, um, the University of Illinois, he's a Cardinal fan. Um, I know there wasn't really much I don't think that's interesting to share. It was kind of we talked that's about fine. the Cardinals, talked about the Cardinals a lot. Um, kind of talked about you know my career path and his career path and how they're relatively similar. And you know, we'll see. I, I'd like to try and develop a relationship with him if I can because that'd be beneficial for me. But he's also a very, very nice, very nice guy, very humble guy who's had I mean, I didn't I almost didn't realize how successful he was. Um until I talked with him about some of the stories, like he had just interviewed Kevin Durant and Chack and things like that. I was like, well, that's kind of crazy that you were just by Shaquille O'Neal and now you're here, but yeah, he's really, he's really nice. So I also shout out to the seeing red podcast with him and Bernie goes to it. It's really good. Um, yep. Yeah. And his, yep. he also has a book coming out, which is, I'm excited to read as well. Uh, um, to give him a little plug. If you haven't read the art of winning, it's a fantastic book. He is a very good writer. Like, for, okay, good. here's, let me preface this to keep my interest in something that is more than about 280 characters at a time that I have to read, it better be fucking good. 
he's fucking good. Do you know what, that's he's what really I'll say? Very yeah, really good writer. I think if you haven't read it, it's really good. You can tell his passion for baseball. And now I know he's switching over to the more fiction side, like as far as that goes. He's doing Shout both, dude. He's like eight jobs. But it's crazy. I, hey, he great for writing. him. Why yeah. can you start doing that, by the he way? Like, can works we from home. He like, works from home, too. He like doesn't go anywhere. It's, he's, yeah. he's living the life, I think. But yeah, he's a really nice yeah. guy. So if you will run the Will Leach, say hi. He's probably going to be nice to you. And if he's not, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I believe so. I'm glad it went well. I'm glad you got to experience that. Uh, that is somebody that is very good to have in your reign. Yeah. That's what I, I'll say. Yes. Um, all right. On the docket, uh, we'll do mailbag next time. Like I said, we kind of got to talking about some other stuff tonight that I thought was a little bit more pertinent with the Cardinals going on. Uh, as always, anything else you need to say before we get out of here? Do you think that was about as, as eventful of like a three to four game stretch of spring training games as the Cardinals have had in years? If it's like for Jordan like Walker it. to come in and how many times have Cardinal the Cardinals given young guys opportunities to make a team and they've just not done it and they've just not taken yeah. that step for him to come? I mean, it's hard not to be excited. He might be the next like the next guy ah, in the ah, league. No, I'm saying dude. you know what he's got me okay. excited. I. I think he's he's special. He's a special talent and a special player. He'll probably be playing tomorrow because it's not televised. So it'll probably also be hey, Cardinals. Can we go ahead and give the man number eight or number twenty-four? That's what I give him one eight. of those. Eight, eight or what? Is the one. Twenty-four. Eight. Nobody's wearing twenty-four now. So was retired. Why did somebody retire twenty-four? Twenty-four retired. Did I miss something on the twenty-four number? Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I could. I feel like you're wrong. No, 24 is retired. Who? Uh, shit. Let me see. But it is retired. That is true. Retired well, then let's not give him that one. Whitey Herzog. <laughs> nice job, Dad. Oh, geez. I went with. That's funny because he wasn't listed on the playlist today. And on my on our countdown, I went with Ricky Ankyo. I would have fucking gone with Whitey. Who knew? Who knew? All right, that makes you way did, more sense. You skipped Whitey. Should have known that. No. You skipped no, Whitey. Let's, okay so then now it makes it really simple can we go and give him number eight that's the number that he needs to get and then i can order the jersey i need need to get that taken care of yeah yeah and number eight would be great that's our favorite number as you can tell by our twitter uh by our twitter names which are down below look at me i saw somebody say he's too big to wear number eight and my thoughts were have you seen cal ripkin jr and joe and albert bell like have you seen those two humans he is 6'6", 250 pounds apparently now. They yeah. undersized him in his in his draft. Well, what's Ripken was like 265, right? 6'4", 6'5". And Joey, yeah. Joey Albert, also, don't call way, me Joey. Bell, Alec, big guy. Alec Bell. Manoa, rather big human, wears number zero. I think Jordan Love will wear eight. Love it. I, yeah, I number eight is what we need. Let's put him in the in the in there. I, That's 67. I'm tired of seeing him walking around yeah. looking like a looking like a. A low-end prospect. Give him some real number. Well, he wore 66 when he first came up, and you actually wore it for a while when he's pitching, and then he went to 24. By the way, I'm so fact, sorry, Whitey. I'm so sorry. Way, fun fact, Rick Ankyo. Don't call me that. <laughs> by the way, fun fact, Rick Ankyo was the last Cardinal player to debut at the age of 20. All right. All right. That's a great way to end it. Um, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening or or viewing. If you are on the, on the old tube of you, Hit the uh, hit the subscription button right up there. Caleb just froze. Did you hit the pause? There I go. As always, thank you so much for listening or viewing. We greatly appreciate you. If you can, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, on Apple and Spotify, or wherever you are finding us on your podcast platforms. Thank you so much. You can find our socials right here. Caleb has them listed. Obviously, on Twitter, Facebook, we're there as well. 
Uh, everybody have an amazing week. Watch a lot of Cardinal baseball. We will talk to you soon. Go Cards.